Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Geeky Dinks. This week, we're closing out the month of January 2023 with our topic of time. Right, yep. Trying to wrap up all the loose ends, uh, take care of all those pesky uh, paradoxes that arise over time travel. Inevitably, we're going to miss something. Right, and mm-hmm. that'll start a whole uh, chain reaction, uh, alternate timeline splintering off. Right. And people are like, oh, they forgot about this. Well, you know, just have everything be, you know, canon and, and understood and, and in within context. Yeah. Or without context. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> Whichever works better. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed this idea of having a month to talk about a more broad topic. Uh, I think time was a good way to start this off. I think so, too. Like, I think, obviously, with the new year, uh, the new year and the Chinese new year as well. So there's two of them within this month. So it kind of made sense to, like, time. Even that, even our own relative time is different. I mean, everyone is focused on time at the beginning of the year. Right. Like, they always think, this time, it'll be different. This year, it's my year. Right. That sort of thing. Look, we are never allowed to claim that again. Everyone, (laughs) everyone claimed 2020 was, this is my year. And look what Happened. Yeah, we're, we're just going to step into the year nice and easy. <laughs> Acknowledge don't a, it. <laughs> don't, don't make a big scene. Don't make a big entrance. Don't let it know that you're here. Because then you can get halfway through the year and it won't even know you're there. Right. You're like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Before it even notices you and starts taking pot shots. Right, know? exactly. No, you just, you step in, you say nice things. You say, wow, look at you, 23. You look great. You've been taking care of yourself. It's amazing. <laughs> this year looks great on you. Right. You know. <laughs> Put good into the world, you'll get good back. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> the past few years have not been great yeah the Um, last it's been a struggle yeah like in in any shape or form it's been kind of rough for everyone yeah i think 2019 was the last year that anyone felt like life was normal ish ish yeah 2019 was still a rough year too but (laughs) 2020 went bet (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah the ends of the 2010s they felt like they were rough just because certain things were going Rel- relative, on. Relative. Yeah, relative to what Relatively speaking, it felt pretty rough. Yeah. 2020 came and said, hold my beer. Yep. <laughs> 2020 was like, that's cute. You thought that was hard? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, thanks. Kick it up a notch. <laughs> yeah. No, that was, that was a tough one, but I'm, I'm glad it's curving currently and hope it stays on that trajectory like i like this multiverse we're currently in (laughs) and we can stay here that would be wonderful yeah there's been at least for us personally a bit more of a silver lining to this year than there have been in january's of years past right exactly that's what i'm saying if this trajectory i can't say that word trajectory stays i will be pleased yes i mean we've already done better this year than we did in 2020 so yeah exactly we're you know that we're off to a good start so and i even feel like i even feel like the podcast itself is better because i feel like we you know when we started our very first season last year in january yeah it was what do we talk about this week what do we talk about this week we have to keep it in a certain format in a certain way and make sure we stay on topic and you know all that stuff now we're like eh, be a little <laughs> bit more just 
feel it, you know, let it go where it goes. Yeah, I I feel like we are a bit more relaxed mm-hmm. about what we talk about. We're a bit more comfortable yep. with the mic, you know, we're right. able to just... Seasoned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, we feel like we can just talk around it. Right. And just have a conversation, which was pretty much what you wanted in the first place. Right. Just taking usually what is in our long car rides... And bringing it into the office. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I think I think it's just benefited us to have the time to really see what our flow is. I like that we have our weekly subjects. And I like, and hopefully everyone who's listening enjoys, that we change it up a little bit. It's not the same show over and over and over. It's literally, sometimes we'll talk about a movie. Sometimes we'll talk about an actor. Hey, this year we're overarching all of the things over four weeks. Right. You know, like, it's, it's different. And we'll just see whatever people prefer. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that we get we we start getting some uh, feedback mm-hmm. uh, from our listeners about what they like and what they don't like. When you're just talking and you don't hear anything <laughs> back, you're basically just screaming into the void. And when you think you hear an echo, that means you're just going crazy. <laughs> then I've been crazy for a hot minute. <laughs> been screaming into voids my whole life. <laughs> But no, I think honestly, you know, looking at at everything, we've definitely grown personally as well as I think in the podcast itself. I, I'm hoping that people feel a little bit more connected to us just because we're we're showing more of ourselves as we continue on. Right. Yeah, we're sharing a bit more about ourselves personally, not just what we know about geeky stuff. Right. Um, that just comes out over the course of a conversation. Like we share a bit more about ourselves. And how the subject matter is personal to us. Right. We just happen to be geeky individuals, so this is how most of our conversations go. (laughs) Now, I feel like we would be remiss, even though we know next to nothing about it, in not talking about Doctor Who. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Just because he's a time lord. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) timey-wimey. I was was going to quote that, but I was like, that's the only part I really know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, Doctor Who has always eluded me as far as being able to watch it. I guess BBC (laughs) Mm -hmm. has never been as accessible. Well, yeah, back in the day when you had cable, you had to have a specific subscription to even get BBC. And it didn't usually come with anything else you wanted. So you had to be like, I really like BBC to buy this. Now it's easily accessible through streaming, but you still have to seek it out. Right. You still have to find the one that is carrying it. Right. I've seen a few episodes of Doctor Who. And while it is entertaining, some of them, and maybe I wasn't in the right mindset when I saw them, but it was, to me, British humor, which is hard to follow after a long period of time. Yeah, it definitely is a different humor palette than our own. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not all British humor is so far afield from American humor. Like, Monty Python is still pretty Right. Oh, I still love Monty you Python, know, yeah. They're... As British as they come, and <laughs> we understand that humor. I guess it's because it's a lowbrow, and Americans are <laughs> lowbrow. I would say it's it's the equivalent of like fart jokes, but yeah, I mean it's still funny. <laughs> but there are parts that people show from Doctor Who that are also kind of silly. 
Right, right. I think I saw a couple of, like, uh, more intense episodes, not yeah. really the... It, it would be, again, the equivalent of Supernatural when you're catching in an actual story mode episode and not a Monster of the Week kind of episode that's supposed to be a little bit more lighthearted. I think I only caught the actual story mode ones, and I was like, A, I don't know what's going on, B... This is actually either sad or really dark or something. And I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, the one episode that I watched was from the beginning of season nine or series nine because they have their whole thing mm, flipped, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. where a season is a series and a series is, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea what they call the whole length of a show, like the show run, because we call it a series, right? Right, yeah, when it's like season one through whatever is the series. Yeah, but they call theirs... Well, but see, with Doctor Who, that makes sense, though, because each series is its own. Yeah, It's not actually a season. You're not following the same Doctor. I mean, you are, but it's a new Doctor. Yeah, they they reference each other, and apparently in the newer ones, they've had crossovers Mm -hmm. between past Doctors and current ones. And you may see that that is series whatever they're on, season one through whatever, you know, if they're all interchangeable, not interchangeable, uh, interconnected uh, like that, they may change up how they say it. But I think they call it series because they see it as each doctor is a new series. Yeah, but I know they use that across all their shows. Mm. Oh, all the shows. Okay. I thought it was just Doctor Who. Yeah, no. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) That meant nothing. It, it felt good, though. Like, it yeah. felt like it was right there. But yeah. I don't understand British uh, terminology and stuff. That's why a lot of British humor uh, goes shoo over my head. <laughs> I just go, uh-huh, yeah. It is definitely one that I would like to try, though. Oh, yeah. Abs- I wouldn't mind giving it a shot. I would definitely... I don't know that I could binge it. Maybe an episode or two at a time. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like when you watch Letterkenny. Oh, yeah. And it's just, I, I can't keep up with them. I have no idea. I'm trying to figure out what they just said and then figure out what it actually meant. And they're already in a whole different part of the show. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing now. So if it was in an English way that I could understand, then I could keep up. It's not the speed, it's the words. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that's, to me, it would be one of those, I think I would have to watch it at least to start, like an episode or two at a time. Be like, okay, I'm understanding. But but I feel like if I binged five, six, seven episodes, I'd just be like, all right, I'm done. Well, also, their episodes are much longer than really? ours. Like, it isn't just an hour long. They're usually like two hours. So it's like a movie. Yeah. Maybe that's why it felt like it took forever, because I was thinking it was an hour-long show. Yeah, I think they're like an hour and a half sometimes. That might be why I checked out. Yeah. Because I was not prepared. <laughs> I remember I remember when I watched Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Um, the Benedict Cumberbatch one. And I was trying to just watch the series. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, okay, this episode's got to be over soon. And like, I'd check the runtime on. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I've still got another, another half, half hour. Oh, yeah. gosh. Well, that's like when you said the uh, Stranger Things finale was two hours. I'm like, that's a show. Yeah, the streaming services don't have to play by any sort of rules, you know? Right. Like scheduling rules where things have to be that standard amount of time. I think since we're getting away from that standard cable scheduling format, right. we're getting away from those TV shows that are that length. Well, and I think for some shows, that is very beneficial. 
So when we watched Orville, when it was on, um, was it Fox at first? Or and ABC? Uh, it was on Fox. So when that was on TV, you would only get like 40 minutes because of all the commercials. Right. But then when it switched to Hulu and it got that freedom to say what it wanted, express the way it wanted to, whatever time frame it wanted, they ended up being 45, 50, hour, hour 20. I felt like that benefited the show because you... There's a lot of detail to get in with all the different people, with all the different scenarios. However, there are some shows that really need that time constraint or you're going to get a lot of filler because mm-hmm. they feel they need a big episode to feel big. Right. So eh. I have seen, though, that there are those shows that have the shorter episodes and that makes sense for the story of that episode. Right. Where the it doesn't feel like they have these filler scenes. Mm hmm. Just to make it the appropriate runtime. Right. And I like that too. Well, I like and I dislike it because there's nothing worse than being like really into a story and then it's over in 40 minutes. You're like, but I want more. Right. I want so much more. (laughs) And then it also sucks because if it's only 30 minutes of a story and they're dragging it on for an hour, you're just like, cool. (laughs) I already know what's going to happen. Can we just (laughs) fast forward? Yeah. (laughs) So it's it's definitely tough, but it comes down at that point to the writing to, you know, actually make the story make sense. Right. Yeah, I think writers are now able to have a bit more freedom mm-hmm. to tell a story that isn't set to, okay, it has to be uh, 40 pages long so mm-hmm. that it'll be that right length. They can write whatever story they want to and... If it works for the episode, it can be as long as it wants. Right. And I think it's just a transitional period that we as viewers have to get used to and writers and directors have to get used to as far as don't cut out too much, but don't keep too much. Right. Just tell the story so it's entertaining, you can follow it, and you don't feel like, how long have I been sitting here? Okay. (laughs) You know, I think the worst thing is whenever somebody is just sitting there and they're like, how long is this? That's when you know you've lost them. Right. When they're asking how much longer, either they've got somewhere they gotta be, or... It's just not that entertaining anymore. Yeah. So that's, I think that's a big thing as a writer. You want to try to avoid that. Yeah. That's what producers are for. Yeah. <laughs> and, and marketing and all that other stuff. That right. It's just kind of snooze fest. Right. And that's why I struggle when I see all these movies that are like two plus hours long. I'm like, you better be worth it. That's a good chunk of my day. Yeah. And if you're not, I'm going to be even more mad than I was if it was only an hour 20. Mm-hmm. Remember when movies used to be an hour 20, hour right. 36? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like those weird times. Now, if it doesn't start with a two, you just kind of go, why is it so short? <laughs> that's weird. What was it? Avatar's what? Three hours? Yep. I remember the first movie that, that was that long was the Titanic. Yeah. Yeah, it was, two VHS tapes. Yeah, I think it was three hours and 21 minutes. And again, that movie was totally worth it at the time. I don't know that I would say it's worth it now because A, I've seen it and B, it's it's not like it's a breathtaking story. It's the Titanic, <laughs> you know. But at the time, that was a good story. And I remember when the tape would end was right as the ship was sinking. Oh, like, like right, it, it had already started to sink? Yeah, that's how much oh. more is still after. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so... It was after it hit the iceberg and everything was just starting to go haywire. The tape would end. Please put in tape two. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why would you stop here? Why don't you stop at the dinner? Why don't you stop when they're I don't know, running down the hall for whatever reason? Like, yeah, why I, in the action scene? I remember it 
used to be a big selling point when these long movies were like, now on one disc. <laughs> yep. 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 Oh, technology, how, how it has changed. <laughs> and now it's like, you don't even need a disc. You just click. Yeah. Just let it, it used to be VHS. Hopefully the tape doesn't get ruined. Then it was DVD. Doesn't get scratched. Right. And then it was uh, HD or Blu-ray, which we know that HD died. Right. And Blu-ray won. And then it was streaming, but you've got to download it first. And hope you have good Wi-Fi. Right. And now it's just, just hit play. <laughs> <laughs> like, go to this service, hit play, and let's just watch the movie. Like, yeah. who cares? <laughs> and that all happened in a span of what? 20 years? I mean, well, we've 20, been... 25 years? Yeah, I mean, 80s was... VHS. I think early 90s was still VHS before DVD came out. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying when... Oh, oh, when it... When okay. they were prolific. Got it, got it. Okay. I'm following. Like, 80s VHS, 90s was DVD, 2000s was Blu-ray, 10s and on is more digital than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, not a lot of people that are younger have physical media unless it's for some sort of actual collection it yeah. isn't like a needed thing to have to watch what you want to watch like we could probably get rid of most <laughs> of our dvds yeah, yeah and just have the ones that we want just so that it, like for me i would be fine with keeping all of the marvel movies hmm. even though they're on disney plus and i can watch it whenever I like having the whole series in front of me. Right. I'd rather have one of the collector ones. The collector boxes, That actually yeah. looks cool to display. Yeah. Which I think is more of the reason to have that sort of thing now than you used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, for me, it was always one of those things like, inevitably, there is a movie I want to watch, and it is not available on a streaming service unless you pay for it. Right. Unless you rent it. Yeah. And I, I hate that. I think we've started, when when we do get the urge occasionally to buy a movie, like mm-hmm. a Blu-ray or a DVD, when we get that urge to do that, like at Walmart or wherever we are. FYE, wherever it is. <laughs> yeah. And, and we see something that we might want that we happen to not have. We have to think, can we find that on one of our streaming services first? Or do we really have to search for it? And usually it's right after we've had trouble finding it that we actually see a physical (laughs) version of it. Like, yes, this. (laughs) I can't remember what movie it was, but we finally did just buy it. It's like, I am tired of searching for this. And it's not that streaming services didn't have it, but they wanted you to pay five or seven dollars to watch it. So you can quote unquote rent it. Right. And it's like, well, I want to watch it whenever I want to watch it. Not when you tell me my rental ends. Like, it's one of those movies. <laughs> so, yeah, I I feel like we're hitting a weird digital era of blockbuster, which is like, you know, you either pay for your cable service for people now it's streaming. Oh, yeah. Or you have to rent from these services. Or like a lot of times on Hulu, they'll have the movie, but only with the premium subscri- subscription. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had been kind of seeing this coming before where instead of having these huge packages of channels that you don't watch, now you have this a la carte thing mm-hmm. where you're paying for the movies and shows that you actually like. Mm-hmm. So we have 
Let, let's see. We have the Disney Plus Hulu bundle. So right. that's technically two. We have Netflix. Mm-hmm. We have... Prime. Prime. I mean, it comes with... I mean, the isn't it like... It comes with Amazon Prime, but it's still a service that you get. But we don't pay the extra for it. No, but you technically have to pay for an Amazon membership, so you are paying for it. Okay. Technically. And now we have Apple TV. Apple TV. Is that it? Just the four? Five, if you count Disney and Hulu as separate. Okay. Um, did we say Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't remember. So Netflix, Disney, Hulu... Prime, Apple. I think that's it. I think that's everybody. So five different services. And everyone's like, oh, that's got to cost you so much. Well, even if you did it as $10 a service, still cheaper than cable. Yeah. yeah <laughs> still I mean, cheaper than cable. internet and cable, like doing that whole bundle thing that a lot of... What was it, like $150 oh, yeah, a month yeah. or something? It, it's ridiculously expensive. We still pay way less than that for internet and then the mm-hmm. five streaming. Yeah. Because usually the streaming is on top of whatever ser- whatever other service we get. Right. Yeah, the Apple was bundled with other Apple products that I already had, so why not bundle? Disney and Hulu are bundled into one, so again, that counts as one. We've had Netflix for forever. Yeah. Uh, Prime, we found out, had streaming. We didn't even know. Right. We're like, oh, we have that? I think the only thing that we're lacking that we have considered is HBO Max. Yeah. Simply for um, Doom Patrol. Yeah, Doom Patrol. I think there's a few others on there now that I would probably watch. But we're so far behind on Doom Patrol that it would just behoove us to buy the DVDs. I mean, yeah. We have the first two seasons. <laughs> right, we haven't even finished the, the second yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, that's, uh, I think that's definitely a showing of our actual time itself, how things have changed and yeah, how we've grown. We're, we're definitely a, what we've called a transitional generation, mm-hmm. where we have seen the, the breadth of a technology revolution, mm-hmm. just going from analog to digital. Right. And then we're just nipping at the heels of what we've talked about before with quantum, mm-hmm. quantum computing. Uh, that still terrifies me, though, in real life. <laughs> even farther space travel, all these things that we thought were science fiction, we're getting to see now. Mm-hmm. So I really have no idea how far we're going to go while we're alive. We're going to tell these great stories as old people. Like, back in my day, you used to have to put a disc <laughs> in, and it would spin, and there was this little reader, and it would read it and play pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, that's crazy, Grandpa. Don't talk about those things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with how much has changed. It already just, sounds crazy. <laughs> just in our lifetime, yeah. Imagine the stuff that we had to do when we were kids. Yeah. Like, I didn't have internet when I was little. I didn't have a phone until I was out of high school. Yeah, yeah. I I tried to go see a friend of mine in college. Like, they had started already, but I took a semester off. I didn't have a cell phone yet. And I drove down there with printed out directions <laughs> from MapQuest. MapQuest, <laughs> yes. MapQuest, yes. MapQuest. But I got lost. <laughs> and there was nobody to call because it was... Like, later in the day, like, it was, uh, I left after work on a Friday. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you were done. <laughs> yeah. And I was driving to some college, like, down 75. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I turned on to 1941 instead of 75. This is all Georgia jargon that nobody <laughs> outside of here would know about. I turned onto the wrong road, 
and just drove for miles, ended up in Macon, which is way farther than I needed to go. <laughs> and I am just so confused, and I'm like, I have no idea where to go. Like, we had no, we had no technology. Yeah, to help. there well, was... There, there was that, but my family didn't have it yet. Right, not everybody had the luxury of getting it yet. The only thing you could have done at that point was... What I was told was go to a gas station, ask if you can use their phone. So you had to memorize people's phone numbers right. or you were SOL yep. unless you took an address book with you, which that was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I actually had to go up to some random house out in the country. Oh, my gosh. Just hoping that they were friendly. Yeah. <laughs> just because I was like, OK, uh, I got numbers written down here. <laughs> Just yep. hoping. <laughs> like, you're like an hour away. Oh. Yeah. And then once I got to where I was going, I had to call my mom to let her know, like, hey, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's funny to me is that we used to be gone for hours with absolutely zero way of communicating with each other. And it was okay. Now you get the people who, if you don't respond in five, ten minutes for a text message, they're like, how come you're ignoring me? Are right. you okay? It's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just <laughs> busy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I really have no idea like where we're going, technologically speaking, but I know it will have an effect on how we watch movies and TV, mm-hmm. just because it already is. Right. It's changing time length. Yeah, that's true. It's changing the runtime of these movies and TV shows. We're getting longer on some movies Well, they've actually been kind of long for a while. We had four-hour movies when they were just getting started. Well, I think those were specifically... Like, I remember when Lord of the Rings came out, and they were like, wow, those are how long? And like, oh, yeah, but there's an extended edition that adds, like, another 40 minutes. Right. And you're just like, but why? Why so long? But that was, like, solely in the fantasy-type realm of movies. You wouldn't see an action movie be four hours long. Right, yeah. You know, that was more sci-fi fantasy stuff. Yeah, when it's about bang, boom, all the... Yeah, I just want to see things blow up. (laughs) Yeah, like, you don't really... You can't really prolong that because there's only so much that we can... Like, there's only so much dopamine that the brain can secrete in the amount of time. At least fantasy epic movies, they let you feel different things, so it isn't just, like, pressing the button for a reward every five minutes, you know? But I like those. I know. Like, they're, they're fun. I'm not going to yeah. fault them for what they are, but... You can't do, like, three and a half hours yeah. of that. No, that's too much. That's too much. Um, I know... Not to completely shift gears here, but I know we had talked about last week we were going to talk about bad time travel movies. Right. Yeah. I talked a little bit about Timeline, Mm -hmm. um, that Michael Crichton book that was uh, turned into a movie. I remember seeing the book, but I don't think I ever saw the movie. And it's just, I guess because uh, I imagine it was probably one of those ones that was... Uh, the victim of rewrites and stuff like that. But it was so loosely based on the subject material Mm -hmm. that you could tell that nobody really wanted to do it. Mm. It felt like it was a contractual obligation for everyone. Oh, that stinks. Yeah. So it's basically they are able to, quote unquote, fax people into the past. And the first few times that they did the experiment, they were just like, sending something back. They sent back a camera mm-hmm. and apparently it kept coming back to the same spot in a forest some, but they couldn't figure out where it was because there were no landmarks or anything. So instead they decided to 
pointed at the sky when it got sent back, and it was able to triangulate using the stars where it was, Mm -hmm. but it also told them when it was. So I think they were trying to just do a teleportation device first. Mm, okay. And it ended up being a time travel device because it was sending them to... A different time. Yeah, okay. like medieval France. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, during during a, a war with the English. Super unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when one of your team members is a French guy named Francois. Ooh, yeah, that, that would suck. That would yeah. Suck. So there, there are a decent amount of actors in it that are known. Like Paul Walker was in it. Gerard Butler was in it. Um, Billy Connolly mm-hmm. was in it. Um, and uh, Michael Sheen. Okay, it, okay. The British actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just didn't do the book any justice. Right. Um, highly recommend reading the book over that. Uh, Deja Vu. I also talked about that too, which is strange that I'm bringing that up because it has Jim Caviezel in it. He's mostly known for playing Jesus in Passion of the Christ. Oh, okay. But, um, and I'm sure plenty of other things too. He's been in a lot. Yeah. But that's just the first thing that comes to my mind that I think other people would know about. (laughs) (laughs) They've at least heard of it. (laughs) Right. But he's in it. Denzel Washington's the the main character. Okay. Val Kilmer's in it too. But there's this terrorist attack, domestic terror attack, in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. It's one of the first movies that got filmed in New Orleans after Katrina. Oh, okay. So it was that, it had kind of a special spot at the time. Somehow it's discovered that they can see back in time a certain length. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like a window. They're not able to send anything. They're just able to look. Okay. So after this terror attack happens, they're trying to piece it together so that maybe they can catch whoever was behind it by looking in the past at who was around. Okay, okay. But then near the end of it, they figure out, oh, wait, we actually can send something back in time. Oh, of course they can. Of course they can. They have to. <laughs> We've had the technology the whole time. They have to kick it up a notch, yeah. But um, it's just one of those things where it's like a static length that they can go back. So it's constantly moving in the past and the future. So each year it moves forward, the past moves up a year too. Like it, it, They're moving each... constantly at the same uh, Okay, speed gotcha. Okay. Like, a day is a day, regardless yeah, of the past. I think, or... I think it's like three days in the past or something like that that they can see. Oh, okay. Like that. So if you miss it, too bad. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, one that I hadn't thought about before, but it actually is really bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, it's a Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, sadly, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> called Next. I remember the title. I don't know if I remember the movie, though. Basically, he can see into the future, like, 90 seconds, I think. So, he, he at the beginning of the movie, he's using it to win at Blackjack. Okay. But he's also able to see far enough ahead when they're catching on to him so that he can book Bounce it out of there it before happens. they catch him. Smart, smart. Right. But he also gets caught up with a government team who's trying to stop a terrorist attack so they're trying to get his expertise on it 
No, okay. Jessica Biel's in it as well. Mm-hmm. Must have been a 90s movie. Uh, no, it was, it was early in the 2000s, 2000s yeah. It was going to be that late 90s, early 2000s era. Those were the big actors at the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that one, not great. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly just kind of gimmicks and So like for you, what would constitute a bad time travel movie? Like what, what one or two things would like make it just unwatchable? Um, probably the ones that don't follow their own rules. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like if when you're watching it and the the plot holes and the time paradoxes that are arising out of what they're doing mm-hmm. that they never address. Gotcha. It's infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> so you really appreciate in Back to the Future when Marty hits one of the pine trees instead of twin pines. It's just I like the little touches. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there's also psyche issues with Back to the Future that they don't really touch on that, like, Marty's lived a whole other life that right, the that... rest of his family has no memory of, so how are they going to treat him when he keeps misremembering things? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, we're talking about balance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and there can still be some things that are bad in good time oh, yeah. movies I mean, as well, but no, one no gets, one's perfect. Yeah, no one gets... <laughs> Time travel 100% right because that isn't real yet. Right. As soon as, as it's real, as, then we'll critique it. As far as we know. As far as people will let us know. Right. I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat here. Yeah, I, I, keep, <laughs> I keep wanting to do that thing where it's like, if we discover time travel is real and we have access to it, let's agree to meet back here on this day, January 23rd, 2023 at 8.45. Future selves, future selves will come back and meet us here and be guests on our show. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll be interviewing ourselves on this episode if they ever show up. They haven't yet. So. <laughs> Either that or we completely forgot because time travel has scrambled our brains into the mushiest scrambled eggs you've ever seen. And we have no recollection of said pact that we created. <laughs> we're like, well, there was something we were supposed to do. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. The other one that I had mentioned last time that isn't bad but isn't exactly popular is called Frequency, another Jim Caviezel movie, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, this one with Dennis Quaid. Okay. Where, because of the Aurora Borealis right. uh, being seen so far south, like, into New York, and him having access to this old ham radio that his dad used to play with him with. For whatever reason, he's able to send a radio signal on the radio back to the same radio that's in his dad's house that's also his house. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in the 70s. Oh, okay. So they're sending radio waves through time. I think I kind of remember this one. It's, it's actually a decent movie um, where they're able to change things just by sending radio signals. Right. Like he tells them, stop smoking, it's going to kill you. He lives it a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but he also doesn't live to present day because he was in a fire accident mm. because he was a fireman and the building came down around him. Right. Okay. He saves him from that by going by the sun, telling him go in another direction than the one that you went in and you would have lived. Of course, your instinct is going to tell you not to go that way, but listen to me, go that way and you'll live. He does that, but for whatever reason, he's still not around. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure that out. Like, what happened to you? Because that part is now a mystery. Right. So it's it's 
it's definitely a unique story, I'd say. Yeah, I kind of like it because you always kind of wonder to yourself, like, what would happen if I had done this instead of that? Yeah. And so that's kind of playing in with that as far as like, hey, if you would have just stopped smoking, you could have lived a longer life. Well, a little bit, but not as long as you're wanting because this happened instead. So it's like, okay, well, then don't do that. Okay, well, now what? So it that kind of goes along, I think, with the causality of just if you change something, especially if you're changing how a person dies, their whole story has to change now because we're all going to die whether we change our past or not. Yeah. Unless somebody creates a, you know, like a, a uh, what's the word? Uh... What, 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 what? Oh, no, uh, like a, um, a serum that makes you live forever. What's the word that means living forever? Immortality? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. An immortality serum. That's what I was looking for. Um, I also think about butterfly effect. Yes. That Ashton Kutcher yes. movie. Yes, I actually like that. I didn't see the second one. I didn't either. I didn't really know there was a second one. I don't think it was Ashton Kutcher. I think it was somebody else. But okay. it was supposed to be like somebody else having the same kind of thing happen. Okay. But yeah, that one is... It's one of those just really kind of bleak mm-hmm. movies where like the happy ending is that one of them dies. I know Donnie Darko has some a little bit of time travel in it too. I wouldn't say it's a bad movie though. Not my cup of tea, but right. not bad. Yeah, a lot of movies use time travel, it seems, to fix things. Right. But I do appreciate the ones, like you said, like Butterfly Effect, even though it's bleak, it still shows that it's inevitable. Like, something has to happen to make you appreciate Something has to be the catalyst for something else to happen. And sometimes that means someone has to die. Because a lot of times when someone dies, it usually drastically changes a personality of somebody, whether it's for good or bad. And that could change how someone else reacts. So it's never fun, but sometimes it's necessary to change character arc. Yeah, I mean, it is one of those things I would call a death. Definitely um, a uh, one of those boulders that I was talking about that you throw into a river uh, <laughs> right. that diverts things. Yes. Especially someone that had a huge impact on a lot of mm-hmm. people. It's going to divert a lot of lives. Well, and that's like in comic books too. They A lot of times they use the, the woman of the main character dies or gets kidnapped or something happens to them oh, that yeah. creates that superhero personality because now they've got to overcome that darkness. And so that's a lot of movie tropes. TV tropes that a lot of things use just like, oh yeah, the the damsel gets hurt. And so the guy's like, yeah, we're going to take care of it. Yeah, it's sad (laughs) that we use people as motivation to turn somebody into a hero (laughs) instead of just like doing the right thing. Right. And I think we're leaning away from that. I don't see it as much as I used to. Um, now it's just literally like you see an injustice of literally anybody and they're like, nah, no, that's not okay. Yeah. I feel like people are more willing to stand up now Mm -hmm. to those that have been taking advantage of people's too good nature. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, because those that take advantage are very quick to point it out to you that you are not being tolerant. Right. (laughs) Of what they're doing. But now we're, well, maybe not us in particular, but the younger generations are definitely matching energy. Right. Of the people who... I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) Of the people who are taking advantage and are trying to 
use their status mm-hmm. and their, I mean, call it what you will, either their monetary status, their age status, their political status. Right. Wherever they are that they feel like they have some power, they're going to take advantage of it. Yeah. And then downplay any wrongdoing that they have, but lift up the wrongdoing of others. Right. Because obviously your wrongdoing is more important than my wrongdoing. It's a very sleight of hand trick in that way. Just, well, don't look at what I'm doing. Look what you're doing. It's very manipulative. Yeah. But the, (laughs) I'm, I'm seeing the younger generations are turning that mirror back around on them. Mm hmm. And showing them, no, you are the wrong one here. I feel like the younger generation is like, every finger you point has three fingers pointing back at you. Yeah. And I'm only pointing one at you. Right. (laughs) The big middle one. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I love that, though, because I feel like that is changing the way people view how things progress. So, like, instead of having the catalyst being solely, I lost somebody who meant something to me, it's hey, a traumatic event happened, or hey, I'm just tired of feeling this way. And or a lot of what I'm seeing now is just a particular character going, you know what, we need somebody who will do this. Literally just out of the blue. There's like, we need somebody who does this. And that's I mean, that's how I feel like um, Tony Stark was when he started Iron Man. He was a weapons specialist. That's what Stark Industries did. And when he realized that his weapons were in the hands of the bad guys, he was like, oh, no, that's not okay. We need to stop this. Like, it did personally happen to him. But I think even if it didn't and he saw that it was going to the bad guys, he would have made the same move even if he hadn't had all the shrapnel near his heart. Yeah. I think he'd have still made the same move. Yeah. So I like that they're leaning more towards that. It's not requiring somebody being taken or somebody being lost. It's a just a general understanding of do better. Yeah. Just do better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, unfortunately, the Avengers did require somebody to get lost in each movie. (sighs) Yes. True. It's not a perfect system yet. (laughs) (laughs) I I understand what what you're saying. Yeah, it it does raise the stakes a lot more. Like, obviously, with the Infinity Stones, when Thanos had to give up Gamora to get the Soul Stone, that raised the stakes. And he had to contemplate what was more important. And then you just kind of knew how bad of a guy he was. Yeah. Even though he didn't think that what he was trying to do was bad. Right. He's like, I've got to do this. For, for everybody. And so sacrifice the one for the many is what he was thinking. That, that, sacrificing the half. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> for yeah. the rest. <laughs> right. So, you know, but it just kind of puts into perspective when those things happen, like how good someone can be, how bad someone can be based on the severity of what changes. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. What do you see our future as here in the podcast? Oh. If, if we could travel forward, what would you want to see for us? As far as the podcast is concerned specifically, um, I'd love to get the the listenership up Mm -hmm. um just to know that our message is getting out there Mm -hmm. um i wouldn't really care if we were invited to do panels and stuff like that talking about just geeky things Mm -hmm. um i guess blue sky like things (laughs) big dream things big dream things like i mean i don't know how big it is but to be invited to do a panel at dragon con that would be cool that would be a lot of fun 
Mm-hmm. Um, even if like it's in one of those side conference rooms. <laughs> right, and there's like four people, and you're like, cool, people are still here. Yeah, we got it. people are just asking <laughs> questions, like the, the four people that have listened to every one of our episodes <laughs> that happen to be like super fans. It's like mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, I think it would be cool if, you know, obviously, like you said, see the listenership going up, getting some, you know, responses, whether yes, we liked, no, we didn't. And it'd be really kind of cool that when we say, yeah, we, we have a podcast, called Geeky Dinks and just to have someone go, oh yeah, I've heard that one. <laughs> like, I just one time. That's all I want. It's just one person with like, yeah, I heard that. And not in my close circle of friends, you know who you are. <laughs> <Just done. laughs> um, but just, you know, like a stranger, like, oh, or even overhearing someone saying, oh, do you listen to the recent Geeky Dinks podcast? Be like, that's, that's us. That's kind of cool, you know? <laughs> a little, yeah, a little bit of bragging rights would be kind of nice. That, that is one of those things that I feel like is stretching a little bit just because that is not something that I hear very much. It's like, mm-hmm. have you heard this new podcast? Have, did, like, <laughs> it's like turning people on to podcasts. It's like, I don't, I don't know if it's really a thing that people go around turning on their friends to podcasts. Well, some people do, though. There's a lot of people who solely listen to podcasts. Um, I, I, there's several people are like, oh, I've got like six different podcasts I'm listening to. I'm like, where do you find the time? <laughs> like, I, I had one podcast that I listened to. It was Kim and Brianna from Supernatural, the Wayward, I think they call it the Wayward Sisters. Uh, uh, Wayward uh, Podcast. Yeah, the Wayward Podcast. I'm sorry, their spinoff show was going to be the Wayward Sisters. Uh, the Wayward Podcast. And that kind of was kind of what gave me the idea for what we're doing. It's just basically them talking as friends about life. And I was like, well, pfft, we can do that. <laughs> I don't know that anyone's going to want to listen, but... <laughs> I mean, we always enjoyed our conversations mm-hmm. in, the, uh, in the car on these road trips that we do. And although we haven't done those in the past few years... Not our much, fault. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We've had a few. Mm-hmm. But we have also found ourselves having conversations in the car saying, oh, we need to... That's... <laughs> We, we need to remember this for the for the show. That's always the worst. It's like, oh, this is a really great idea. We should talk about it on the podcast. And then we get into a role about what we would talk about and how we feel. And I'm like, all of this is so genuine now. Right. Why didn't we capture it now? Yeah, I wish we had a good mic system mm-hmm. in the car. <laughs> that might be something that we look into um, just because, you know, now that things are opening up, there's more places to go to although we did do a lot of traveling last year yeah weirdly enough um just so that way we can you know maybe if we have friends in the car and we want to talk about some stuff we can have a little mic set up and be like it's a little impromptu it's probably not going to be super pretty but uh here we are (laughs) you know like i don't know i think i think people who have the same interest in things just kind of enjoy the general conversation of it because one it's always it always feels good to know what someone's talking about. Like even if you don't have anything to add to understand the conversation that's being discussed, you just feel a part of it. Yeah. So, you know, someone may be talking about Lord of the Rings and I'll go, I don't really have anything to add. I just like hearing it and going, oh, yeah, okay, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, yeah, I remember that. Well, I have heard some of our friends say that they'll be listening to it and they'll go to say something and forget that we're not there to respond to what they're saying. (laughs) Right, exactly. So, yeah, that's... That's just something that I enjoy, and I hope other people enjoy it as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to continuing talking about whatever we come up with. Um, and who knows what that is? Yeah. <laughs> well, we do know what we're talking about next week. We, or next, next week. 
because next it's month. next month. Yeah. Oh, it's February almost already. I know. What happened? It goes very quickly. I don't know. I don't like it. Time moves pretty fast. Um... You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Mr. Ferris Bueller. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. It's one of my favorite movies. I know. I know. And I think that's great. Like the, Snuck that in. There. I know Back to the Future is like my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. But Ferris Bueller is probably one of my favorite ones that I can watch. Over and over. Yeah. It's one mm-hmm. of those ones that when I see that it's on TV, it doesn't matter where it is in the movie. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It is a good movie. Even if it's like that sort of thing where when you're watching Return of the Jedi and you kept catching the same part over and over again. Yep. (laughs) I don't mind so much when I'm catching the uh, parade scene or him running home to be his parents. Right. Before... They find out that he wasn't really sick. Uh, the opening is great when he's talking to the camera and going over all the things that you have to do to convincingly uh, stay home sick when you're right. not sick. Um, <laughs> sorry. Total tangent about Ferris Bueller. <laughs> it's but, perfect, though. It's perfect. <laughs> but it does kind of work for next month's topic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's February. What do you think we're going to talk about? It's the month of love. Blech. I'm just kidding. I know. A little bit crazy. <laughs> But love is pretty much what makes stories move. Yeah, but it's a very big motivator. Like, time is a necessity. Love is the thing that motivates us. Right, and it doesn't even have to be just romantic love. It can be family, friends. Every story has a love aspect to it. Toxic love. Yeah, that too. Yeah, so sometimes it's not even good love. Yeah, so next month we're going to be talking about all things Mm -hmm. love-related. Rom-coms. Yep. Um, What else? I mean, that's the big one that comes to mind is rom-coms, but just like, I think stories in general, like for example, Peter and Gamora, unexpected relationship within the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah. Just where, I think it'd be fun to talk about where love shows up in movies that you really were not expecting it. That's true. Yeah. Speaking more about Guardians, I I really liked uh, leaning into Mantis and Peter being siblings. Yeah, that's true. uh, In the holiday special, because I guess you could kind of in infer that from her being on Ego's planet. Right. That maybe she was one of his kids. I think she tells him he she's a child of, of Ego. Okay. I think. I don't remember for well, sure. Well, I wasn't sure if that was literal, you know. Oh, well, that's true. That may be where not literal But sense. this time it was very yeah. nail on the head. They're brother and sister. Maybe that's what it was supposed to be, but nobody really <laughs> understood it. So like, they're related. Right. So this is going to come up in Guardians 3, so you're going to need right. to know about this. But yeah, we get the um, brother-sister love. Uh, we got Peter and Gamora. Mm-hmm. Um, although he's going to have to rebuild that, I guess. Right. And that's a lot of part of it too. I mean, if you think of like 50 first dates, that was one where he's got to redo it every day. Right. Um, still with Guardians. The, the love that Groot and Rocket have. Yeah. Groot calls him dad. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like you have to know what that I am Groot meant. Well, or just read the excerpt from James Gunn, but still. (laughs) Yeah. But the fact that Rocket and Groot had such a tight bond, not 
just Rocket hired Groot to be his muscle. Right. You know? He loved Groot. Mm-hmm. When Groot got killed at the end of the first movie. Yeah, it was yeah, tough. Yeah, and he's been raising this new Groot ever since. Mm-hmm. He probably sees him as the same Groot. I mean, for all we know, he may have raised the first Groot. I don't know. That Groot seems pretty old. Okay, well, maybe he met that Groot as a teenager and oh, yeah. grew old with him because we don't really know, and this third Guardians may explain that, but we don't really know how long Rocket's been alive. All of those mechanics in his body might have yeah. kept him alive a lot longer That's true. than a raccoon should be. <laughs> but yeah, you, you had said, um, moving on from Guardians, you had said 51st Dates, mm-hmm. uh, taking the love story and putting a spin on it where he has to woo her right. every day. Right. Um, that's probably one of the cutest relationships I ever see is Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. I love those two um, together. Those two together in 51st Dates as well as Wedding Singer. Oh, yeah. It's probably one of my favorite so couples. <laughs> I wish, kind of wish they were together in person. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, didn't they have that other one? Um, they had a, a vacation or something. Yeah, one. Uh, a blended? Yes. Blended, I think was it. Yeah, the, like they're just adorable they are. The one love movie I enjoy, I think it actually came out in February, and it's it's a weird one. I know it is. <sighs> Warm Bodies. Oh, yeah. Because I don't really care for zombies, but this particular take on zombies and the fact that he eats brains to retain memories and in doing so falls in love <laughs> and that actually makes him human. Yeah. Like, I love that. That is a very unique take on zombies as well as a love story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's so many love story related things that we can talk about for next month. Yeah. I am very w- much excited. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in love with the topic? I'm in love with the idea. <laughs> oh, there's gonna be so many puns, you're gonna hate me. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it'll just be her next month. Oh. <laughs> oh, you know who we forgot? The trolls, the love experts oh, from Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I feel much like Kristoff, uh, very awkward right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, all things love, all things romantic, family, friends. It's it's gonna be a love fest of February. But we're gonna keep it. Peaky. Yes, 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 yes. We're not going into. There's no Fifty Shades of Grey discussions here. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Or uh, what was the boys' episode? Oh, <laughs> hero gasm. Yeah, we're not doing. That. <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> Just take the titles I just said, Google, and you'll see why. Or don't. You can kind of pick up what it means just by the title. Yeah. So Self-explanatory. <laughs> um, but also, remember, at the end of this season, end of March, mm-hmm. we're doing the Listener's Choice episode. Yes. So if you're listening to this before the end of March, send us your uh, suggestions for the Listener's Choice episode. Yeah, we do have a Facebook page, um, an Instagram, which... I'm still working on shame on me um but if you want we have a Facebook page if you just want to say hey why don't you guys talk about blah 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 you can always find us there let us know what topics you want to hear and we'll randomly draw one because March has five Fridays right so what better way to make a listener's choice than use the fifth Friday exactly <laughs> so we don't give one topic one extra week right <laughs> <laughs> we might not have enough material for that week <laughs> <laughs> 
So that does it for time. Mm-hmm. Time's up. Woo! <laughs> Should we have an alarm sound real quick? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to next next month with love. Uh, we would love it if you came back for that. Oh, you're starting with the puns? I gotta start early. There's Ooh. a lot of them. <laughs> And I know you're going to love it. Wow, okay. We're good. <laughs> We're good. We're good. <laughs> but we are Geeky, Geeky Dinks. Dinks.